0: Terms and conditions apply. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on V the sports betting network. We continue here, the look ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg coming to you live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas here on V the sports betting network. Your college football slate for this weekend will begin. Uh, actually with a Tuesday game a game coming up here on Tuesday night and uh no it's not Machen not yet uh it's Appalachian State against Louisiana uh App State is a 5 point favorite Thursday we'll have a couple of games and uh Friday is an interesting slate now taking a look at this schedule um as we start to have these games uh coming up here um you know early in the in the week uh, didn't really take a look at this App State Louisiana game. Maybe dive a little bit in, uh, further into that coming up a little later on here. But when I take a look at uh, the Friday games, one jumped out to me. Someone texted me earlier and said, Can Syracuse cover against Clemson? And my question was, hmm, I'm not sure. Syracuse is a 14 point dog at home on a Friday night at the Carrier Dome. My response to said text message was, on a Friday night at home in the Carrier Dome, I think they can. Things just happened in that place. They beat Liberty outright on a Friday night at the Carrier Dome. Their defense in that game played great against Malik Willis and that offense. But what has impressed me about Syracuse was ever since that game, they made a switch at quarterback and they went with uh, Schrader, who has mobility to his advantage. He is a running threat. And that's something that Tommy DeVito wasn't. Garrett Schrader uses his legs. Tommy DeVito is more of a passer. But ever since they made the change, Syracuse beat Liberty outright. They lost to Florida State 33-30. Then they lost to Wake Forest in overtime 40-37. Last week against Wake Forest, Garrett Schrader ran for 178 yards and a touchdown. Two weeks ago against Florida State, Schrader ran for 137 yards and three touchdowns. And then his first start against Liberty, he rushed for 53 yards and two touchdowns. I think his legs gives this offense a, a, a dynamic that they haven't had in a while. And Clemson has not faced a mobile quarterback this season. Against Georgia, JT Daniels certainly was not running the football against them. Against uh, South Carolina State, we throw that game out. It was nothing. But against Georgia Tech, uh, Yates had 15 carries for 21 yards. Didn't do anything. NC State... Um, With uh, Devin Leary, he didn't run the ball. And Dennis Grossell of Boston College didn't run the ball. So this is the first time that they're going to see a quarterback that is going to run. Like, his primary focus will be running the football. He can still pass the football as well, but he will run the football. And I think that when you look at this Clemson offense, and I talked about this against Boston College, I didn't think they deserved to be two touchdown favorites over anybody. And they should have lost to Boston College. 19-13, they escaped with the win. And they escaped because BC fumbled on the final possession from the 11-yard line. They were going to score the touchdown to win the game there. But with a minute left in the game, they fumbled at the 11-yard line or else Clemson loses that football game. Now, I don't think Clemson loses on the road at the carrier dome, although crazier things have happened. But maybe taking Syracuse plus the 14 is worth a look here. Now, I've got to dive deeper into this game and really see, you know, what's been going on. But what I like about this Syracuse offense, certainly, is the adjustment that they have made with Garrett Schrader at quarterback. And the way that they looked last week against a very good Wake Forest team, you can't help but be impressed. This is a team that, despite being 3-3, three and three, and like I said, look at their schedule. Look at the teams that they have lost to. And these are close games. They lose by... The, uh, The last two games, they lose by a total of six points. And one of them was an overtime. So, got to be impressed with uh, this Syracuse team. And I think that they can give uh, Clemson a fight here on a Friday night at the Carrier Dome. Uh, Let's take a look now at this Appalachian State game against Louisiana. We'll jump in a little further here to this game. Uh, App State, as we mentioned, is a five-point favorite. The total is 57. Both teams are 4-1 and one on this season. App State allow, uh, is averaging 35.2 points per game, allowing only 20 points per game. And the Raging Cajuns averaging 28.4 points per game, allowing 22.8. Uh, you have App State, who has won th- three straight. Louisiana comes in, winners of four straight. The only loss for Louisiana was against Texas. They lost 38-18, to 18, and uh, that was not, you know, um, Casey Thompson didn't play a lot in that game, uh, so that was really a different Texas team than what we've seen now. And App State's only loss was to two by, at Miami, a game that, you know, they almost upset the uh, ranked Miami Hurricanes on the road, or else this could be a 5-0 and o football team. Last week against Georgia Southern, App State won 45-16 to 16 in that game. Uh, their quarterback is Chase Bryce. And if you're recognizing that name, it's because Chase Bryce was the backup at Clemson to Trevor Lawrence. And if you remember, he came in when... Um, when... Trevor Lawrence got hurt and it was the game against Syracuse. I think it was against Sarah. Was it Syracuse or Boston college? There was a game that he had to come in and he had to play. Um, and he did really well. He did really well in that performance. I'll pull it up here. It wasn't uh 2020. It was, let's see, 2019 possibly. Let's see. Hmm. No, yeah, maybe, I'm not sure what year it was. Anyway, there was a year which, where where uh, Bryce had to come in and play big time and actually played well. Yeah, 7 of 13 passing against Syracuse for 83 yards in a game where he had to come in and they escaped with a 27-23 victory. So they avoided the upset there and uh, he had to come in to um, the game when Trevor Lawrence was knocked out. So Chase Bryce has the pedigree that was good enough for Dabo Swinney to recruit him to Clemson, and he is the quarterback at Appalachian State now. So you have Chase Bryce leading the way for App State, played really well last week against Georgia Southern, and now you're taking a look at him here against uh, Louisiana Lafayette. For Louisiana Lafayette, they are uh, led by Levi Lewis, who last week against, uh, what did he do last week here? Nine of 20, not a good performance here um and against South Alabama that was a win that what was the final score in that one 20 to 18 so they just narrowly escaped against South Alabama now they are at home and it is a tuesday night so maybe you give the advantage there to the home team but just looking at the offensive pedigree for me I would lean at state in this matchup uh you know we know Chase Bryce. Um, we kind of back him a little bit more than we do with Levi Lewis. Plus, the way that they played this year, you know, against Miami on the road, tough game. They, they're coming off a 45-16 win. And uh, 31-30 against Marshall is a tough game. Have to go back and watch that one um, to see what happened in that game. But, yeah, you know what? I think we're going to go with uh, App State against Louisiana on the road. App State not only plays this Tuesday, but they play next Wednesday as well. See, now this is where the dangerous spot could come in, though, because they play next Wednesday against Coastal Carolina. So this is a little bit of a trap scenario for App State because they might be looking ahead to next week's game against Coastal Carolina at home. Where they will likely be an underdog, and maybe be an attractive underdog play against Grayson McCall and the Chanticleers on a Wednesday night (laughs) in North Carolina. That could that one could be fun. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at scottsonair. S C O T T S O N A I R. Let's get back into the NFL. A wild Monday night football game and do we trust both teams coming out of this Monday night game as we project ahead to their games coming up on Sunday plus I promised you some fade spots who are we fading this week in the NFL plus I'll take a look at some futures to see how the markets have adjusted to the performances from week 5 now that week 5 is officially in the books with the conclusion of Monday night football this is the look ahead with me Scott Seidenberg here on VC, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. back here with you to look ahead here on the sports betting network as we wrap up week five of the nfl season with the ravens beating the colts on monday night football in overtime what a wild game as baltimore had to come back from uh, two scores down they needed two touchdowns and two point two two point conversions to tie the game and then the colts had an opportunity to win with a field goal at the end of regulation but the kicking problems continued as uh, Rodrigo Blankenship missed the uh, field goal. He also missed an extra point earlier in that game. The 13th extra point missed in the NFL this weekend. Uh, but now we turn our attention to week six, and it will get kicked off on Thursday night football between the Bucks and the Eagles. Tampa Bay laying seven points on the road. Tampa Bay is the second leg of our Midweek teaser, if you will, as we had the Ravens push them down from seven to one and they covered that, thankfully. And now we take a look at the Bucs pushing them down from seven to one as our second leg needing to hit on Thursday. But on Sunday, we will have our second consecutive London game from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And it'll be the Jaguars against the Dolphins. The Jags and the Dolphins. The Jaguars, no strangers to playing in London. However, this is a different Jaguars regime with a head coach that hasn't done this before. So the Dolphins are three and a half point favorites against the Jaguars in London. The total is 45 and a half. Now, taking a look at the recent history of the Jacksonville Jaguars in London, in 2019, they lost to the Texans 26 to three. The last time they played before that was 2018, when they lost to the Eagles 24 to 18. In 2017, they did not make the trip to. Uh, yes, they did. Excuse me. In 2017, they beat the Baltimore Ravens 44 to seven. 2017, 44 to 7. That was, it's crazy to think that that was 2017. So that was, you know, um, how heck, only just a couple of years ago. And that was the Jaguars actually being good. Remember? Like, remember the Jaguars? Went to the title game. Remember the Jaguars uh, with Blake Bortles um, had themselves like a really good season and finished and lost in the conference finals to the Patriots. And they actually had a lead in that game. They were winning at the half. That was 2017, that year. And that year, the Jaguars in London won 44-7 over the Ravens. Before that, 2016, they beat the Colts 30-27. The year before that, 2015, they beat the uh, Bills 34-31. to uh, The year before that, they lost to the Cowboys 31-17. So they have a long history. They have become London's team, the Jaguars. Is this the game where they snap their 20-game losing streak. Do they beat the Dolphins this week in London? The London Jaguars. Is this the week? Um, I'm never comfortable betting on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brian Flores said that there's a chance Tua is going to be back and playing in this game he said quote what we need to see is to see him move around see him throw the ball see him on the run see the deep ball the one thing we won't see is real and true contact there will obviously be pain tolerance he'll need to deal with so there's a chance that two is activated and Tua plays in this game And if Tua plays, then the Dolphins should win against the Jaguars. If Tua doesn't play, yeah, I think that there's a chance that the Jaguars could win. There's a chance. So I would keep an eye on what's going on there with Tua. But right now the line is uh, Dolphins minus 3.5, Jaguars plus 3.5, and and, uh, the Jags have not won in London since that 2017 uh, Blake Bortles-led campaign that saw them go to the AFC Championship game. So that's a thought there on the London game, which will be early on, uh, on Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Let's take a look at some player news around the NFL, some injury news as we look ahead for uh, Week 6. Kenny Galladay is probably going to miss week six for the New York football giants. According to the NFL network, he's got a knee injury, but he shouldn't be out more than a week or two. The giants absolutely just decimated by injuries. Um, You know, Kadarius Tony now dealing with an injury. He was the best wide receiver for them last week, but uh, no Kenny Galladay, Daniel Jones in the concussion protocol, Saquon Barkley, If you saw the the image of his uh, ankle, it looked disgusting. And I don't think there was any way that he was going to be able to play coming up here this week. Let's get an update on the New York Giants. Uh, Speaking to reporters on Monday, Joe Judge said, quote, hopefully we dodged a couple of bullets there when he was talking about Saquon Barkley's injury. So maybe that means that it's just a severe sprain and it's not a break and that Barkley could maybe play this week or be out this week, and that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, If it's just an ankle sprain and he just misses this week, then maybe he'll be back next week, so that could be what he's uh, talking about. Uh, Daniel Jones obviously will be in the concussion protocol this week, so you'll have to monitor his status uh, as the days move along to see if he is clear to start. The Giants are at home against the Rams, and the Rams are ten and a half point favorites. They will be uh, probably the survivor pick this week for everyone going up against. Mike Glennon and a banged-up Giants team. It'll be Mike Glennon, Devontae Booker, uh, you know, no wide receivers. It'll just be a very banged-up Giants team in that one. Uh, Let's keep moving here, looking at some more injuries around the NFL. Justin Fields should be good to go. Dealt with a knee injury uh, in that game last week, uh, this past weekend, but should be good to go for their game against the Packers Currently, right now, the Bears coming off that win against the Raiders. Um, They are dogs plus four and a half against the Packers. The Packers who survived uh, in that game against the Bengals. Just a crazy game with five straight missed field goals. Absolutely wild. Five straight missed field goals. Um, For Tampa Bay, who plays Thursday night against the Eagles maybe the Bucks could get Gronk back. Gronk has missed the past couple of games dealing with ribs, uh, and maybe they missed him a couple of weeks ago. They did not miss him this past weekend. Tom Brady did a nice job throwing five touchdown passes, so uh, they didn't need him. Uh, but if he's back, certainly adds a boost to that offense uh, for Thursday night against the Eagles. Uh, for the Patriots, Damian Harris dealing with chest and rib injuries. He is described as day-to-day tests ruled out anything significant. So no word on uh, his availability for this coming week. Uh, Jarvis Landry is still not ready to come off IR despite the fact that he ran on Monday. So testing out that MCL, uh, he ran and he could um, come off IR and return to the team that would be good news for them speaking of possibly returning to the team Tyrod Taylor with the Houston Texans head coach David Cully said uh, on Monday that he doesn't think Taylor is ready to come off IR this week but he's not sure then maybe there's a chance uh I'll tell you right now if Tyrod Taylor plays against the Colts then you know that spread is going to move you're going to take him you're going to take them at plus 10. But I don't think he's going to play this week. Even if he does come off IR, they're going to kind of get him. uh, You got to get him ready to play. Uh, Clyde Edwards Elaire for the Chiefs. He's going to miss a few weeks. Suffered an MCL sprain in that loss to the Bills. So that's something that you have to uh, keep an eye on for the Chiefs moving forward without their running back, Clyde Edwards Elaire. We'll keep looking at the lines, take a look at the line movements. For week six in the nfl coming up next i'm scott Seidenberg. you can follow me on twitter at scotts on air s-c-o-t-t-s-o-n-a-i-r maybe identify some more teaser spots coming up and also jason weingarten will join us on the program lots to get into still to come here on the look ahead on V-SIN, the sports betting network send the sports
1: betting network
0: NHL season starts tomorrow and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. I'm Scott Sadenberg. The Look Ahead here on vSIN, the sports betting network. My pleasure now to welcome in, contributor to Point Spread Weekly. You follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. He is Jason Weingarten, the host of a new podcast here on vSIN. Jason, welcome to The Look Ahead hey how's it going thanks
1: for having me here
0: good man so tell us about this new podcast that you have uh coming up here what is it the wide world of wine garden
1: wide world of wine garden yeah just just started uh two episodes in third episode uh coming out tonight after i after i finish doing this uh comes out every day 6 a.m i think uh every weekday and it's uh pretty exciting it's just me talking about everything there is to talk about in sports gambling absolutely love it we'll be keeping an eye on that we'll subscribe make sure we follow the podcast as well
0: wherever you get your podcast from. follow the vcin best bets podcast and you make sure you get everything that we offer here at vsin let's talk some baseball jason uh i've been betting on the giants all season long and they've won me a lot of money and I- i've been almost as i felt disrespected personally as much as I've seen them get disrespected in the futures market, in the odds for each and every game that they play in when they're underdogs. You know, this is a team that won 107 games, best record in Major League Baseball, yet weren't favored to win their division, weren't favored to win their league. Even when the playoffs started, the Dodgers, who had to play in a wild card game, were the favorite to win the World Series and, of course, the National League and not the San Francisco Giants. But that being said, here we are. The Giants one game away from eliminating the Dodgers. How do you feel about this Giants team and their potential to win it all?
1: I've been really impressed with them that they have the Dodgers with their back to the walls again. Uh, tomorrow's going to be a really big game. We don't know who's pitching yet for the Dodgers, but it's uh, it's all setting up for the Giants. It's They got them, as you would say, right right where you want them. Uh, it's it's the Giants series for the taking it's it's everything's going their way it's it's really been impressive to watch you know sometimes you just see a team hit their 99 percentile projection and that's what the giants are doing you you can't just can't take anything away from them they've gone out and won every time every every time they've they they've been able to and you know it's it's just impressive to watch there they're a world series contender you can't can't say otherwise now they're
0: going to be underdogs again in this game against the, the dodgers no matter who even if the dodgers do go throw out tony gonsolin and have a bullpen day they will be underdogs on the run line this season when the giants were getting a run and a half on the run line as an underdog they were 44 and 13. 2-1 and one so far in this postseason. Uh, I played them on the run line. I played them on the money line here against Max Scherzer as well, but the run line was only minus 120, so why not play them there? Uh, would you consider playing them on the run line here, even though Anthony DiSclafani has had his problems with the Dodgers this season?
1: I, I'm not much of a run line better, so I probably wouldn't, wouldn't be looking to, to play the run line here. Um, in the the pivotal game four, I would potentially back the Giants, especially if you've already been backing them and you know you're willing to continue to to put money on them as uh, you know as a dog. Uh, I, I think you're in a really good spot. Uh, the Dodgers, their offense has not come through, and it's it's really possible that they just kind of turn it on. But you you've seen the team you're getting and. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to give me plus odds on, on the Giants here in an elimination game, I'll, I'll probably take it. Do the White Sox force a game five back in Houston? No, I'm, I'm not expecting them to. I bet the Astros, Astros plus 105. I, I think it's a, a pretty good price. Um, I don't think it gets to, to game five. I think Rodon had a really good... Uh, three quarters of a season or so two thirds of a season and he's he's a little injured I don't think he's a hundred percent I I like getting plus 105 here with the Astros so assuming that it's Astros and Red Sox how do you handicap that series uh you know it's it's gonna be a a, a pretty interesting series wager uh you know that the Red Sox will be a slight dog I think and I I, I think depending on on where that opens you'll see money come in on the Red Sox money came in on the the Red Sox series price against the Rays uh probably dropped it 30 35 cents I would say I wouldn't be surprised if you see that happen again with the series price here uh there's a lot to like about the Red Sox they're uh they're you know they're not going to go down without a fight I, I don't think you know, I I I do think the Astros will be in the the next round with them, but I don't think it's just gonna be a walk in the park. We could definitely see the Red Sox in the World Series, as crazy as that sounds to say. Yeah, wild. Uh, Jason, let's get into the NFL.
0: I know you got some interesting thoughts on some futures. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs losing to the Buffalo Bills has downgraded them in the futures market, but not so much. They're still the third favorite to win the Super Bowl and the second favorite right behind the Bills. To win the AFC, do you consider this a buy low spot on Kansas City or are you down on them because of the losses and the fact that it might take a lot for them to get a home game in the postseason?
1: I already bet against Kansas City before the season. I bet on them to miss the playoffs entirely. Wow. Before the season, you were getting as high as six to one, six and a half to one on that. I was betting six, five, four to one. Uh, various places on that in season you're still getting three to one as of last week and last time I checked DraftKings I think it was earlier today it was still like pl- uh, plus 300 or plus 180 on them missing the playoffs and I'm very tempted to keep betting that um, although their schedule does get slightly easier I could see them going on a big run uh, especially with the way the second half of the season sets up I, I really just think this is a a team without really much of a defense and you know Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw probably close to 50 touchdowns uh and it's not gonna be enough it's just not especially if if the Chargers stay hot all season there's you know they're already a game back they lost at home to the Chargers um just just bad spot all you know it's a bad year for the Chiefs it looks like um they 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 they're probably still going to be a wild card team. I I don't think they're going to win the division and all of a sudden now the Chargers are the the favorites to to win the the West. So um you know a lot a lot of stuff up in the air there. And then they're uh they're going back east to to play the Ravens this weekend, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. Uh just I'm sorry, that's the Chargers. Yeah, were it's doing the Chargers that, yep. But it's
0: uh Well, speaking yeah, of the Chargers, um, the Chargers just, now. You mentioned them. I think they're the most entertaining team in football right now, and they are 8-1 to to win the AFC. I-, I like that value because I love this offense, and the defense can come around. I mean, they didn't show it against the the Browns, but I think going up against this Ravens team that couldn't stop Carson Wentz and a bunch of backup wide receivers, I don't know how the Ravens are going to be able to stop this Chargers offense. So I think 8-1, to getting a team that I think is going to win that division and have a home game with – Maybe, who knows a potential buy uh, if they can get the number one overall seed. How do you feel about the chargers at plus eight hundred?
1: I like chargers. I don't necessarily like like them to uh, to to win the AFC. I, I think winning the division is a much more uh, realistic bet to start with. I also think Coach of the Year futures, you're still getting like four and a half to one on uh stay uh stay staley to uh, stanley to win the the head coach uh coach of the year uh i think that's a very good price the the coach of the year typically goes to to younger coaches to newer coaches as opposed to established guys so winning the conference knocking off the chiefs might be enough to get him coach of the year four and a half to one pretty good price on that you cash that before uh, you know, getting into all sorts of playoff scenarios, essentially. Yeah. yeah, Brandon Stella, he was the favorite to start
0: the season and he has just kept it riding the whole way, especially with uh, each win that they keep adding up, so he will uh, be the coach of the year, assuming that there's not an epic collapse. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. We uh, look forward to chatting as we progress throughout the seasons here, and we will be listening to the Wide World of Wine Garden on the Vison podcast. So Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. There he is. Jason Weingarten uh, contributes to point spread weekly. You read that each and every week and yet definitely want to check out that new v podcast, subscribe to the v best bets podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Uh, We'll look at those futures a little bit further because I think there are some interesting ones to touch upon in the NFL coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on v the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on v the sports
1: betting network.
0: Get in on the Bellator 268 action for free with the Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll all go down on October 16th for your shot at up to five thousand dollars head to draftkings.com showtime now to make your predictions before the fight begins who will be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne don't miss the light heavyweight world grand prix semifinals on saturday october 16th live on showtime terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details Scott Zattenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. Got into some NFL futures with Jason Weidengard in last segment, and I wanted to touch on some that I really liked. Like the Chargers one, I, I think, is a, is a great bet. Now, he likes to do the Division one first, first, which makes sense. It's less of a liability, if you will. It's also less of a payout. And when I look at futures, there's a couple of things that I take into consideration. When you... Are playing a future bet you are locking up your investment for some time to me to take the uh, Chargers to win the AFC West at plus 125 is not worth my investment being locked up for the next 12 weeks if that makes sense Like, I'll lock up my investment for the ROI, for the return. That's what I look at when it comes to futures markets. Like, I have the lowest future bet that I have right now is Oklahoma to win the Big 12. That's the lowest thing that I have. Uh, Besides that, my other college world futures, um, Georgia to win the SEC at plus 260. Georgia over 10.5 wins. And uh, Oklahoma to win the national title. It's probably not going to happen, but uh, those were those are the futures that I have out uh, in college football. I didn't put any NFL futures in there. But when I look at some of these futures, I'm looking for a nice ROI, something that I could lock up my investment in and get the return three months from now. So in terms of like looking at uh, a conference winner. To win the AFC, the Bills are plus 250, the Chiefs are plus 350, the Ravens are plus 500, the Browns are plus 750, the Chargers plus 800, and the Titans plus 1,600. Now, I always look to who's going to be at home in the postseason when you look at these divisions or these futures, right, for who's going to win the AFC, let's say. We know that the Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. It would be a shocker amongst all shockers if they don't win the AFC East. So the Buffalo Bills will be at home in the playoffs. Okay? The AFC North is up for grabs. The Ravens, they're 4-1. and They got a leg up. The Bengals are 3-2. and The Browns are 3-2. and And even the Steelers are 2-3. and But I don't think the Steelers will get there. I think the Browns have a good shot. I give the Ravens the inside track. The Titans, to me, the only team that's going to win that AFC South, especially with the Colts losing here and dropping down to one and four. Titans at now three and two have a a little cushion there. So the Titans are going to have a home game as a division winner there. And then in the West, it's going to be close, but the Chargers are four and one. With a tie-breaking win right now over the Chiefs, they have an advantage. And if they are able to continue this winning, and the Chargers' only loss right now is a loss that shouldn't have been a loss, which was the game against the Cowboys. They go now to play the Ravens. I think that Ravens' defense that showed up against the Colts, if that same defense shows up against the Chargers, then Chargers... Will run all over them, and I mean run in like the figurative sense, not the literal sense of running. Even though Eckler could have a big day, but I think they'll score a ton of points. It is a West Coast team traveling east, even though that's been debunked lately. Doesn't doesn't have the same uh, effect as it used to. The then the Chargers will host the Patriots, where they'll be favored. They'll be at the Eagles, where they'll be favored. Then they host the Vikings, tough game, they host the Steelers, they're at the Broncos, at the Bengals, host the Giants, they host the Chiefs on a Thursday night. Then they got the Texans, Broncos and Raiders. This is a team now at 4 and 1. To win that division is probably going to take 12 wins. Right? 12 and 5 to win that division. So they can, they can afford four losses. And do I see four losses on their schedule? Okay, you want to say maybe they lose to the Ravens? All right, we'll give them one loss there. Maybe they lose to the Chiefs? We'll give them two losses there. Are they going to lose to the Texans? No. To the Giants? No. To the Bengals? Don't think so. To the Eagles, don't think so. To the Patriots, don't think so. All right, let's give them a loss maybe against the Vikings at home. That's three. Maybe give them a loss against the Broncos. That's four. And then maybe give them a loss against the, the Vikings. That's five. At the worst, I think this is a 12-5 and five team. So I think the Chargers have a very good shot to win this division. So they will have a home game in the postseason. Now, can they compete for the number one overall seed and get that bye? Possibly. They don't play the Bills heads up. So it's going to come down to a tiebreaker to see if, you know, obviously if both teams have the same record. They both have the same record right now. The Ravens have the same record, but the Ravens will play the Chargers coming up this week. So one of those teams will drop down. But this is a Charger team that will at least have one home game in the playoffs, if not multiple, right, depending on where they are in the standings. So when I look at the odds in the AFC conference, Ravens and Browns I can't touch right now because I don't know which one of them is going to win the division. The Chiefs being at plus 350, I'm not going to touch them. They might not even make the playoffs, that was Jason Weingarten's bet, but also, if they do make the playoffs, they're going to be a wild card team, they're going to be on the road. They're going to have to either go to Baltimore, or to Cleveland, or maybe even to Buffalo, if the Chargers are the one seed. If they have to go to Tennessee, well, then maybe they'll be favored in that game. But I can't bet on them. So the next viable option is the Chargers at plus 800. It's a great return on investment. I'm getting a team that is off to a 4-1 and start. I'm getting a team that is a plus 26 right now in their differential, but they're scoring a ton of points. I mean, right now in the NFL, if you look at the entire league, offenses they have the one two three four five the sixth most points scored in the nfl behind the bills cowboys bucks and cardinals there's only one team ahead of them in the afc and that is the uh well the chiefs also the chiefs have 154 they have 142 but the Chargers already have the win over the chiefs but i think what i'm trying to get at is plus 800 for this team which I think is going to win at least 12 games is going to be is good value and that's what I look for when it comes to these futures is value something that I'm going to get a good return on my investment because to bet something at even money do I want to lock up the funds for three months now in the east excuse me in the NFC Bucks 250, Rams plus 400, Packers plus 600, Cardinals plus 600. You know, the Cardinals plus 600 is like, you got the only undefeated team left. No respect for them. Rams have better odds. And I think the Rams rightfully so. But the Cowboys at plus 700. It's the time we start taking the Cowboys seriously. They're going to have a home game in the playoffs. They're winning the NFC East. And when you consider how bad the rest of that division is, there is a chance that the Cowboys, at 4-1, and one, who have already beaten up on the Giants and the Eagles in that division, will beat up on them again, and could try, could stack up wins here. And then you're talking about multiple home games in the playoffs. And the way that Dak is playing, the way that this offense is playing... Cowboys plus 700 might be worth a little sprinkle as well. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Continue to take a look at what's coming up here in sports. We've got the NHL, we've got Major League Baseball playoffs, and yes, NFL Week 6 beginning on Thursday. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow on Twitter at Scott's On Air. the day we opened the mirage i mean, it was like wow it was the first time i've ever been associate 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 first time i've ever been